if you don't talk about it, if you don't say I am and actually I'm very serious believing in God, then who's gonna say it? Then who's gonna say it? and then we're gonna look like a very inexisting community. There are many people that I know that are Christian, they don't say they are because they don't want to see the bad reactions. Yes, uh, my name is uh, Nils. Uh, I'm currently studying in Denmark, yeah. conning strategy and finance on my master. Uh -huh. I'm 24 years old. Yeah. Uh, I'm uh, French and Danish. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, relating to the topic of today, I'm also uh, converted uh, Catholic mm -hmm. since um, three, four years. So yes, that's a short introduction of myself. That's very awesome, like you tell everything I need. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the identity you choose to talk about today is being a young Christian in Western society. Is that right? Yes. I think it's a very bold and important like choice for a topic. And for this, I have two questions about that. The first one is, uh, why do you stress on young? And the second one is, what does Christianity represent in Western society and the third one why this identity is important to you Okay, so the first one was about uh, Why to make the distinction of young Christian? I think it's yeah. because When you go to church in the Western world uh, When I'm in Western world, I'm speaking more about my experience. I'm speaking about Western Europe I mean, I can't talk for the US and South America yeah. But uh, where it's probably different But here I'd say it's because when you go to church in general, the population is much older, mm -hmm. except in some specific context, but like normally it's much older. So you are part of the uh, minority of the, um, you're part of the minority in the church. And I think many people convert probably when they're older or just because the older generations were more believers in God. And so when you check in the younger people, except the ones that come from a very religious background, There's not a lot of Christians, yeah. so I think it's it's pretty much um, uh, yeah yeah it doesn't represent the majority of people in the Christian church. Um, so that's why I put the emphasis on the young. Yeah, yeah. Um, then the second one was about uh, what does Christianity represent in Western society? Uh, I think it depends also from country to country, but if I talk more generally about probably France and Denmark that I can explain more because yeah. probably if I take Spain or whatever it's, it's different, yeah, yeah. but um, in it's actually both countries are a bit different. Denmark is funny because it's, um, it's officially the state is a Protestant state, I mean it's a Christian state, uh, meaning that the, the church and the state are related to each other. Uh, but the people are not very Christian, yeah. uh, and that's very strange because, um, I mean, um, they pay taxes for it, <laughs> for, for, for the what? church, for, for example. What? In Denmark, you would, you pay tax for church, except if you said, you tell that you don't want to be part of it, but automatically you're part of it. Yeah. And I think last time people paid church church taxes in France was uh, close to middle age. So <laughs> when I explain people in France that I have to pay church tax, they think that we're, what is this? But the people are not really uh, believers. I mean, they probably like in Denmark, the relationship uh, towards Christianity is like, 
if it's cozy thing and the tradition is pretty cozy, then we're going to do it. So it's going to be Eastern, it's going to be Christmas, but then we're going to modify it so it fits our culture, our new culture. But uh, apart from that, I think there's a very limited number of persons that are Christians. But in Denmark, there is not that, how to say, complete, uh, how to say, challenging the religion uh, all the time. It's not there. Uh, people are probably not Christians, but they will not uh, challenge the religion as a hobby. What does that mean? That means that, for example, in France, many people that are atheists would take very much pride in being atheist uh -huh. and criticize religion as actually a full-time hobby almost. <laughs> Where in Denmark, I don't think those people are so much there. They just, they just don't care okay. about the thing, which is uh, yeah, it's, it's just a different. But in France, I'd say it's... a. Maybe it's also because of history. Uh, the state is a, in a, how you call it secular state. It was, secular, I think, the yeah, first yeah, secular yeah. state in the world. Really? Yeah. Uh, yes. It's secular since 1905, so it's pretty long time ago that it's secular. And uh, many people take proudness in saying uh, no to religion. Mm. Uh, you, you mean no is like no religion with politics, or just no? Actually, no with politics and no at all. Uh, they don't, don't want that, that. yes. Okay. Um, so um, yeah, so that's why it's it's a bit different. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, but I think that the amount of people that actually practice religion yeah. is probably a bit higher in France. But the people that don't practice are probably, how I say, more in that, at least in the culture of the religion in Denmark than in France. So there's mm -hmm. a bigger separation in France between the religious people and the non-religious people mm -hmm. than in Denmark. Yeah. And the last question was... Uh, why this identity is important to you? I think it's important because... Um, I mean, personally, I'm not like a kind of... Um, I know it's a new wave that now everybody needs to have an identity and feel like an identity and, and all. Uh, I understand some people need that because probably it helps balance themselves. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't need, like how to say, an identity personally to survive the day-to-day. -day. I can do without. But I think it's... Um, um, how would you say? Can you just rephrase the question again? <laughs> uh, why this identity is important oh, yeah. to you? It's because uh, I think that in the... No, no, I'm just thinking. <laughs> okay. It's because in today's uh, world, um, most people have, less, uh, have lost meaning yeah. in their life. They don't know where to go. And I think there's one philosopher I really like. He's called Albert Camus. He's not religious at all. But he explains through his different novels that actually life is absurd in itself, that there's no meaning yeah. to it. Because what's the when you're born, what's the actual meaning of your life? There's no uh, specific meaning. And uh, most of the modern philosophers have tried to explain that you need to find yourself the meaning. Yeah. And for many people that haven't found the meaning uh, themselves, it's very tough. And I think um, even myself, I mean, it doesn't mean that I have a meaningless life, but... Uh, I wouldn't be able to tell you, okay, this is an absolute meaning I found and now I'm not going to deviate. Of course I have goals. And Christianity actually goes the other way around. It means that it gives you a meaning and you don't need to find a meaning. And I think that it makes, um, it's um, being proud of that meaning of life is what for me is important in this identity part of uh, Christianity that I think I agree with the meaning, I agree where we want to go to, so that's what I like, yeah. Mm -hmm. You have a very clear goal, like, a very clear path. Yes, exactly.
So what difficulty have you encountered like so far because you are young Christian, like in both in here or in France? Um, I'd say it's a different thing because it, once again, when I said that the two countries had a very different relationship to Christianity, uh, I'd say one of the challenges is that many people, they think that you are completely insane and you're in a sect. <laughs> they think that um, it's like, a, yeah, w what happened to him? Like he's, <laughs> he believes in something he's never seen or like, uh, what's the, what's the matter of this? Like, uh, there's no... Uh, because many people that are very rational in the sense they see, okay, there's no ex exact proof. Mm -hmm. And so not only they will um, not agree with you, which is fine, but they will also try to contest. Contest? Contest the fact, like uh, oppose the fact that, why is that? Like, makes no sense at all. This would, I would say it's more in France. Um, in Denmark, I haven't seen a lot of challenges to be Christian, not at all. People uh, just don't care. I think actually, Either people don't care or people, actually some people are curious. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is very, um, yeah. So the, I don't think it's like extraordinarily challenging. I mean, I definitely think there are other identities that are <laughs> more challenging to have in Europe <laughs> without naming some. But like, uh, it's just that there's, in, I feel there's a big misunderstanding. And it's more that people have uh, views of what Christianity is that is definitely not uh, what it is in reality. Like people think it's a separated sect from uh, other people mm -hmm. that is an enormously cons conservative. Yes. They think that 99% of the Christians are against abortions, are against homosexual. Are against, and it's like uh, when I see the people around me in church, well, that's definitely not the impression I have. Mm -hmm. I mean, might be some, like every, every part of society, there are some that are... But um, I don't think that's uh, what people go for. Mm -hmm. And I think because people only hear those few things. Yeah. Oh, they're against the gay marriage. Oh, they're against this and this. And they don't hear them on other stuff. Then they only remember that. Mm -hmm. And so they associate you with the ooh la la. Then they're going to be extremely uh, conservative and want to yeah. go back to the Middle Ages. And uh, <laughs> it's not the, necessarily what's the point here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think that's the biggest challenge. But I think it's a mild challenge. Mild so when people like come come to you and like throw all this misunderstanding on you and your 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 faith, what would you tell them? Uh, it depends the person. If okay. it's a person that is purely there for pro provocation, uh -huh. uh, not no answer. I mean, I'm not gonna get anything out of the discussion. Yes. If it's somebody who's actually genuinely um, curious. About that. curious uh, I try to explain that uh, actually you can come to church one time if you want. <laughs> uh, the, the house of God is open, you know, uh, the house of God is open. and uh, uh, But I think it's just because they don't hear that voice. Like they probably hear a lot of different political voices, a lot of different activist voices, so they know what they think. Yeah. But they don't often hear like a Christian voice that speaks for that topic. Yeah, that's right. So for example, I don't know if you take a random topic like uh, like poverty, okay? You probably know the point of view of the communists, you probably know the point of view of the social democrats, you probably know the point of view of the very conservative, of the liberal, of the greens, but you probably don't know the point of view of the Christians on that question. Yeah. So the only point of view you know is for one or two questions. And I think um, it could definitely um, be a plus if people knew that there's another point of view that is Christianity and uh, yeah. So why, why do you think that people will pick on 
those very sensitive, like gay marriage or blah, blah, blah? Why, why, why do you think people would choose that? Because that's the only thing they hear. It's like, um, it's uh, literally, whenever they, it's like, let's say, um, you're part of cert a certain community, okay, mm -hmm. in a country. And the only thing you hear about that community is that the community does shit, <laughs> steal cow, whatever. Then you're going to associate them with that. And whenever you hear about Christians, is what is um, first you take the more, most conservative part of them, and then they are uh, talking about those topics. Like you never hear them about other stuff. So for some people, I understand it's fair that they have this impression because it's the only thing they hear. For others, it's definitely pure provocation. It's a kind of showing that um, your thing is shit and my believing is true, you know, but it's. Um, but I think for most people it's because they don't, uh, they, they just hear only a certain kind of uh, hearing and so that's why the opinion is. Mm -hmm. So why do you think cause this, like, why people only hear about this, like, stereotype things, not, like, the, the good things or what really, what church really are doing? Um, because... Uh, I think it's general. It's a, it's a general case. If you only follow the media's or whatever, oh, yeah. you're gonna only gonna have a certain point of view about things. But if you go closer to things, if you experience things, then you're probably gonna have another point of view. Okay. But I think it's not just related to Christianity. You know, mm -hmm. it's uh, it's also the same if you're talking about how say a community uh, in the country, yeah, and you only hear the the thing, then you're probably gonna think. Uh, I I would say it's probably the same with uh, Mormons. Mm -hmm. If you only hear the top 5% moments that are insane, then you're okay. going to think it's it's that, you know. Mm -hmm. Or if you think about, I don't know, uh, some uh, other ethnic uh, backgrounds and you only hear the worst, then you're probably going to think it's the worst. But if you talk to many of them, then you're probably, okay, it's just, we just talked about the worst here. But it's uh, in people's brain, it's easier to generalize and talk and make uh, very quick conclusions. Yeah, right. So um, it's more selling probably. I, honestly, I don't know. It's just a, a guess. Okay, so... We, uh, we have covered the difficulty of yeah. like minor <laughs> and what about the good side? What about the benefits of being a young Christian, do you think? Uh, one of them was, like I said, is uh, that you, um, it, it gives you um, something to follow. Yes. Um, now you can argue that some people think it's not a very good uh, thing to follow. I think that honestly, following the Ten Commandments can't harm a lot of people, but oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I've never heard the story of a guy who say I follow Ten Commandments and my life has been worse since. But uh, maybe some can explain me. I, I want to see your context. I'm open to see. Uh, uh, it also for me the most important is that it gives self confidence. Give self confidence. Because uh, especially coming from a French background, failure is like taken as it's a no go. It's very bad. So let's say I fail in something. I fail in an exam. Uh, the f my French mentality would be more like um, uh, I failed, it's super bad and I'm just going to talk about it the whole time and I'm I'm never going to try anymore and it's over. Now I don't take risks anymore. Uh, I think it's less the case in Denmark, but in France it's very much the case. And uh, Christianity helps you say, okay, but there are challenges that come in your life. Um, God has already uh, put these challenges in your road, but he also wants to see how you overcome those. Probably you fail in some of those, that's okay. But the question is not about how you fail, it's how you learn from your failure. Yeah. It's how you actually continue and uh, is ready for the next challenge. And uh, I think Christianity gives you like a peace in mind that you're like, 
it's okay, it's normal, it's part of the game. And that helps you for self-confidence. That, I think, is very, very big. And another one is that if you, if it happens that you find people that from your age in the church, I mean, it's probably tough in the Western world, <laughs> but uh, it, you have ways to do that. Uh, then it's, it's good because you can find a community of guys that uh, are very um, often at church. I really think the people are, are gen generally good people. It's very rare that I meet guys that I'm like, I really don't want to go out uh, for uh, the restaurant with them. <laughs> so I think that generally you can meet good people. Yeah, so I'd say it's the three most uh, positives. Okay, so the first one is to have something to follow. Yes. And the second one is to be more confident. Yes. And the third one is fellowship, that you have a group of people who can like, be with you and like, grow with you. Definitely. Okay, so, uh, I, I'm wondering the, about the second part. like. To be more confident, like people now, they will read books about like motivated. Yeah, motivational books. Or like yeah. quote, what, what, what do you think, like a faith and this kind of book, like a uh, spiritual growth book? Do you, do you think there has any like difference or like similarity between them? Uh, you mean personal development books? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It's a good question. Uh, I have to think about it. Um, Take it. No. I don't think it's like um, I, I I know some of those books. I I think they are very different. They are very different um, because in this personal growth, they focus a lot um, on other topics. Like Christianity doesn't focus on you have to work hard at the um, at job or you have to be strong physically or stuff like that. It doesn't mean that Christianity is against you getting strong physically, <laughs> but it's not things that it emphasizes. Yeah. Uh, I think you can do both together. It's probably good, but I think they don't touch on the same topics exactly. Mm -hmm. um, I think Christianity is more about being peace in your mind. Mm -hmm. And the other one is more about being strong in your body and your mind as um, yeah, um, those are not excluding each other. But uh, I mean, of course, having peace in your in your mind helps you being strong in your mind. But like, it's uh, it's different things. I think they're good. Both of them depends how you practice, of course. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, for me, they're different. Mm -hmm. So uh, it, it seems to me that motivation, something mm -hmm. the books, they will be more focused on yourself. Yes. Like you you need to love yourself. Like you you do blah blah blah. It's about me. Mm -hmm. And Christianity is more about. Like you, you and God, like yes. the relationship between you and the peace it can brought to you. Yeah, but uh, I think that it's not like, um, how to say, uh, Christianity is based on a uh, philosophical view that is Stoicism, meaning that Sto Stoicians, I don't know if you heard of them. Uh, Sto Stoicians is um, a thought that says that you have to focus on yourself first before focusing on things outside. And that's also a lot what the motivational book talked to you about. That you have first to focus on being strong yourself. Yeah. And Christianity is also focus on yourself and the relation to God. Yeah. But what's important is that uh, often there's like, um, how say, people put in opposition. Focus on yourself and then focusing on others. Yeah. And Christianity, Christianity, there are many pe people that directly focus on others. While they should also focus on themselves first. Right. And people, they put a distinction like they are the egoistic that focus on themselves and the generous that focus on others. But if you're not strong yourself, if you're not good mentally, if you're not good physically, if you're not good 
if you don't have the financial capacities or the contacts or whatever, how are you going to help others? If you're a weak person, a weak father, a weak mother, a weak brother, you're never going to help your family members mm -hmm. because they will get inspired by who somebody who's weak in their brain, somebody who wakes up at the 11 a.m., somebody who uh, is not trustworthy, do you see? Mm -hmm. So I think it's like Christianity explains to you that being strong in yourself makes you then becoming a better person to be with. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's, it's the way that it explains the thing. So may maybe that's the, the the relationship with the motivational book. I don't know. Okay, can be. Yeah. <laughs> nice one. I once I once heard that people said that uh, Christianity is a personal thing, just mm -hmm. like what is it that like focus on yourself as or something, and uh, and because of that is a like my own faith, and it shouldn't be mingled with politics, like. Uh, what you believe is your business, but don't put uh, your standard to all people. Yeah. What, what do you think about that? Uh, about the fact that you shouldn't put your standard to other people? Mm. Uh, I think the problem is that in, in that topic, I don't have a very Christian view. <laughs> <laughs> <What>? uh, <laughs> I mean, okay, that's also a thing that's very interesting is that many people, they think that you're a Christian, so you follow 100% all the principles. Uh, um, um, I think that there are one or two things where you can have a critique of the book and you can be like, I don't really agree on that point. But um, I know that Christianity would be more like the... the it, it's a kind of a philosophy, basically. Uh, and the closest philosophy to Christianity on that matter would be the Greeks. Would be Plato, would be those guys who think that values are universal for everybody. So Christianity thinks, for example, that some values are universal to everybody and everybody should follow those values. Yeah. I give you an example, not stealing, okay. not stealing. Okay. I agree on that one, but like <laughs> not stealing is good if everybody follow that. Yeah. Uh, and in politics, you would argue if I understand your question that they also say that everybody should um, have those values, right? Mm -hmm. um, maybe growing in double uh, citizenship uh, background, uh, I have a different position on that. And I would more agree with a guy like Nietzsche on that uh, question. <laughs> <laughs> I know he's not very Christian, but uh, that different contexts, different culture, mm -hmm. different experiences can definitely make you have different values. And you have to live with those people with different values. Um, of course, there are some really fundamental things mm -hmm. that honestly, I really doubt that they shouldn't be universal. Like what? Like the stealing, for example, uh -huh. uh, like, uh, I don't know, uh, the fact that you um, should try to uh, treat people fairly and everything. But um, again, fairly is like depends from culture to culture. <laughs> but um, in general, it's for me, it's really tough to put uh, global um, values all around the world. Because if you talk with people from the world, people that have an experience talking with people from different country, yeah. they would quickly understand that in order to live in harmony, Sometimes you need to put your value and your world perspective a little bit aside and understand the person on the other side because else it's going to be very tough because they might come from an immensely different background. Mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't mean that you have to shit on your own values and perspectives and you have to comply with everything what other people do, but it needs at least you try to understand the other side. And what is the next step when you understand that? Okay, uh, like, I understand you, and, and then yeah. what? 
then it's very important that you try to find adjustments, yeah, okay. common grounds or at least really nice. a, a negotiation middle ground. Mm -hmm. uh, I can give, for example, uh, it's a soft value, it's not like hardcore like stealing, but it's like a, in France and Denmark, um, difference in culture would be that in Denmark you arrive at time and if you're late like 10-15 minutes, it's not that polite. In France it can happen. Uh, okay, maybe above a half an hour, the people would be like, come on. But it's not like a 10-15 minute, it's definitely not a big deal. Um, in that case, if you, there's a French and a Danish person, at least that they can understand that each other's culture are different. And that the Danish guy would not be insanely angry when somebody from France arrives 15-20 minutes late, but that also that the French guy tries to arrive at time, like really tries. Uh, you see, both giving a little bit of uh, on their side, um, but it, compromising. So, but that's not very Christian the way of seeing. I, I mean, you're, it, it's Christian of to see um, that you have to try to adapt and try to um, uh, understand the other, you know. Uh, but the, the being very conservative with your values, meaning that that's my values, I'm not moving. Mm -hmm. It's it's not like um, the way I think, but. Uh, probably not that Christian, but it's okay <laughs> that you're a Christian and not 100% agree with everything. That's uh, that's part of the game. <laughs> mm. Okay, this part is tricky. What I want, want to ask this is about like many years ago, not many years, like two or three years ago, yeah. was, uh, they are like trying to make the law of like to make a gay marriage mm. legitimate. What? Uh, allowed? Yeah, 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 yeah. In, in, in Taiwan. And at, at that time, the church in Taiwan, they are like against it, and, mm. and people saying this to the church, and like people in the church, they, some people think about that. They will think that, yeah, why, why should we care about them? They, they just do what they want to do. And but some people in church, they will say, no, that's not right. We have to like stop this or something. Mm. So it's like I'm still thinking about that. Like, what, what should we do about that? Right now, my perspective would be. I respect them, but I do not encourage that. Yes. Like I just accept what it is. Yes. What the situation in in Taiwan, but I'm thinking about whether I should like stand up and tell people that that is not right. But I love you, but that is not right. Like, yes, I think I have a biased opinion on that, cause yeah. uh, but it's normal, cause my brother is uh, is gay. Yeah. So um, I mean. Um, I think it's 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 a very uh, there's something that's very important to understand with Christianity that is not the case in uh, most people, mm -hmm. is that in Christianity we separate the person and the act, yeah. and most people do not separate the person and the act, meaning that if somebody did something that is considered a sin, so I'm going to take a, let's say a, a, ho a homophobic person that is not Christian would probably say. He's homosexual, and I don't like him as a person. Yeah. Whereas a Christian person, I can't talk for everybody, but at, at least according to the book and most people I've seen, <laughs> would be, um, I, I, I like you as a person, I don't like what you do there, but I still respect you as a person. Mm -hmm. In my case, I'm not like thinking homosexual is like a, a bad thing in itself. Of course, it's not in accordance with the scriptures. And again, you, you can take some distance with the book sometimes. I, I, I know where it comes from, the, the reason why uh, 
it's not a job because like uh, Christianity, one of the goal, like we talked before, a goal in life is to have children and continue uh, the, the legacy. And is I mean, it, it, it's one of the goals in Christianity, you know, but of course one of my goals. I mean, why do you think there's so much emphasis on family, you know? It's because it's not just marrying, it's marrying and making children. But, uh, oh, so making children is the key point. <laughs> I think it's one of the key points, no? Okay, I didn't know that. <laughs> you didn't know, okay. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, of course, that when you're homosexual, it's probably a bit tough. But uh, I'm, I'm respecting, of course, the, the gays, no problem. And they can do whatever they want in the bedroom. I don't care, it's fine. <laughs> as long as they enjoy the thing. Yeah. But um, I think there's a difference between being homosexual and promoting homosexuality. It's two different things, you know. Uh, but once again, you can take distance to the book, and um, but it it doesn't mean that once again it doesn't mean that people that doesn't like homosexuality hate homosexuals. It's a very different things. What do you mean? That um, maybe some guys would see I don't like what you're doing in the bedroom, yeah. but I still like you as a person. But I like my brother, I'm fine with what he do in the bedroom, <laughs> and I like him as a person. So it's not my case, right? I'm just trying to argue for people that could be in doubt with that. Like people people <laughs> will, will, will say that if you love me, you should like, like what... Whatever what I do. Yeah. It's not the case, actually. Yeah. I can like uh, some people and dislike what they do. Mm -hmm. You see, I have friends, I have big disagreements of what they do with, for example, their life, or what they do with uh, uh, something or something else. But I still like them as friends, mm -hmm. uh, and I think if if they were also telling me, uh, oh, you shouldn't do this because I don't like that, then there's no ending, you know. Then it's like uh, once again Christianity, you have to focus on yourself. I think before focusing on others. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, I mean, in order to live with other people, you can't be the guy who say you sin or you do this. <laughs> like then where's the then then where are we going? You know, like. Uh, <laughs> But I was just trying to um, understand the guys that are, mm -hmm. to set the difference between the person, the and, person and the act. Behavior, yeah. But once again, uh, <laughs> don't take it out of context. I have no problem with sexual. I respect uh, and uh, actually think it's fine that they're together if they want to be together. There's no problem on that. You try to trick me eh, with this. <laughs> Damn it. You did it well. <laughs> Oh, okay. And uh, when the war seems to be very anti-Christ or like anti-religion, yes. how do you withstand it and what makes you keep believing? Uh, what, what makes me mostly keep believing is that first I see the Im his impact on my life, yeah. uh, concrete. Um, well, the three things I told you, but especially like the confidence thing. So I'm like, uh, why would I give up that? <laughs> The second is because I see that the places where God is completely absent, I definitely don't want to go there. <laughs> um, so I think that that's the main thing is that I see people with God in their life and people without God in their life. I definitely more, uh, I prefer the lifestyle of people who have God in their life. Mm -hmm. I think they're doing better in general. <laughs> in general, of course, you will always be able to find somebody who has God in his life and doing shit. Whether like a, I definitely that that's what made me keep. Mm -hmm. But also, I think it's a, in Christianity. It's like a path. It's not like from one day to another you believe, and the day before you didn't believe. I think it's how I say you grow as a Christian. You understand 
Sunday after Sunday more what he meant and then you can um, you can develop a connection to him and the crazy thing is that the connection is very personal from one to one it can be very different it can be yeah. very different thing you expect so maybe some of the things I say some others will not at all be able to relate yeah. to uh, and that's completely fair uh, because uh, the spectrum of what can happen with Christianity is so large yeah, that's right. um, but yeah I, I think what makes me keep in is because I see impact on my life so that's uh, that's uh, the main argument if I honestly, if I had done it for three, four years and see nothing, probably I would have changed. But, uh, <laughs> but I think it's normal for the people who want to go in Christianity. I think it's very normal that in the beginning, if you go to church, that you feel nothing, that you feel like what I'm doing here. Is this a sect or something like this? <laughs> you might, you might think that and it's normal. I mean, most people must probably have thought that and it's normal to doubt that he exists. I think everybody doubts. Especially if you're in Denmark, the biggest philosopher in Denmark is um, Kierkegaard. And he explains that it's definitely normal to doubt. And he doubted himself. And um, so it's, it's normal in the beginning that you're like a bit, uh, okay, <laughs> what am I doing here? I actually doubting. It's normal. After some time it will come. But uh, develop, the relationship develops. And I think that's the most interesting thing. And I don't want to give up. In a relationship that involves, I think it's the same if you're going with a lady. Like, uh, if you see that the partnership is improving and it's getting better, you understand better the other. Like, why should I leave? <laughs> mm-hmm. So, is there any like important moment that helped you to like you? You say you didn't feel anything in the beginning, but now you have a strong connection with God. But what happened? Like, persistence yeah. continuing going to the church on Sundays um, listening to what were the preachers trying to read the, the stories and trying to put them in connection I think the most important thing is try to put the stories in connection to, the, to your life mm-hmm. try to understand how it could affect your life um, do you have any uh, yes I could have examples um Oh, but the many are very long stories. But <laughs> if I if I had to do a one shot, is that uh, probably you heard the story about the guy, uh, uh, a rich man who has uh, two uh, brothers, yeah, uh, uh, two sons, and uh, then uh, he gives them half the wealth each other. Yeah. And one of them continue working hard in the farm, and the other he go to a foreign country, spend all the money. Yeah. Then there's famine, and he starves, and then he has to work take care of pigs, get humiliated in that foreign country and he come back very poor. And the father, he welcomes him, saying, okay, my son, you were lost, but now you are here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other son's like, hey, come on, like, uh, I've worked very hard, he spent all the money and why should I, um, I mean, why should he get the party? I'm not receiving party. And the sons and the father say, but you already have everything, everything from me if you want. Like everything I have is yours. But he was lost and he came back. And uh, I thought for a long time that story was like, it's not fair, it's not fair. The other one, he worked so hard, he worked so hard and the other one, he can just come back and get what he wants. But then I started understanding that um, with my own life that if somebody is lost, one of your friends or one of your family members is completely lost and he come back, it's very important you welcome him back and you're not like 
stay there. You make the failure, stay there. I want to talk with you. It's very important. And uh, it's, um, I mean, I'm not going to go in detail with uh, the personal thing in my life, but like, uh, it's, um, it's very important. And you're very happy when these things happen to you, that these people come back from doing stuff that were probably not the best. Or, um, and, but the other brother is also lost. Because the other brother, he was just working, not enjoying anything in life, just very working hard and um, having actually a very bad life. And in the modern society, you would be like, yeah, it's good, he's grinding, he's getting the job done. And I think it's very good to work hard, it's very good to... But if, you're, if you see no point in what you're doing and you don't see the improvement of your life and the enjoyment, then what's the point? Mm -hmm. Like, then you're just going to go through life working extremely hard, have nothing. And then, um, so that's why I think it's very important to get the balance. And that story, maybe some of the stories like this takes very much time to understand, to re relate with your own life. But once you do, uh, I think it's very, um, yeah, it's very rich insights. Mm -hmm. Next one. Okay. What do you think about that story? When I first heard it, I thought it's, it's like unfair as well. Yeah. Like why? The, 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 the one who spent all the money I'll come back and welcome and love mm. and um so you also had the first feeling that it's mega unfair yeah but did you change your opinion on it's unfair or you are still like man he shouldn't have got the party sometimes I will light up with the big brother yeah and I think the the, the father have a big heart yeah like how can he tolerate that <laughs> if, if I take all my parents money and go away I, I don't know. They will love me, but they will just break <laughs> when I come back. I don't, know. I don't know. If we're going to talk about that, we need another episode. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, if you can send a message to someone who is an atheist or yeah. someone who doesn't believe in God, but you think this uh, message is very important for them to, to know, yeah. what would you like to tell them? Like one or two, two things. I mean, uh, of course, if they don't believe, I don't think they should uh, go in if they honestly think, but at least they could give it a try. There are many guys that uh, were very far away from believing. And I'm also like, how I say, people think there's a difference. I mean, it's a separation between being rational and being Christian. That is two different things. And that the people that are Christian, it's because they're like, I don't know, a bit philosopher in their head or whatever. But it's not the case. When I go to church, most of the people that sit around me, they study mathematics, they are physicians, they're in biology, they're like doing those things. And technically, when you check their studies, they should believe in the Big Bang or whatever, like they should, and they're not, you know. Uh, so uh, it, it's not like, uh, you could give it a try, um, maybe go uh, some time to, to church, not, and, but you can also like, how say, be religious without being going to church. You can also just start just talking to God at night uh, individually and try to tell the things that you want him to hear. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes some people, they would like to talk to some other people, but um, so other here, but they're a little bit afraid that uh, this will uh, come out or that the person is not trustworthy or whatever. Um, you can also already try with God, like whether you believe or not he exists, uh, trying to talk to him da on daily basis at night uh, will can only give a good benefit for you mentally. Um, so I don't think that you need to go all in, boom, and from now on I go to church every Sunday. <laughs> you can if you want. I think it's a good idea. But uh, 
And if you want to start believing in God, it's normal that in the beginning you might not believe. Mm-hmm. You might not. Be- Nobody is born and was like, oh, come on, I'm, okay, maybe some saints, but like, uh, <laughs> but uh, it takes time. And um, everybody doubt. Even the priest himself doubt. You can ask him. He probably doubt. And um, it's normal having doubt and not being sure. And sometimes having open highs in the relationship with him is completely normal. Mm-hmm. So yes. So the message would be give it a try. Give and, it a try, yeah. And try to pray. Try to pray on your own, yeah. Okay, and the third one is it's normal to doubt and to questions about that. Yes. Okay, nice one. The last one is mm-hmm. if you can encourage young Christian from all over the world, especially those in Western society who might go through the same struggle but yeah. not, not not struggle but like same what is that tensions yeah you have been through uh, what would you like to tell them uh that they're not the only one who have them <laughs> <laughs> and that um i think that if they leave christianity at some point they might feel a very big emptiness in their life uh, because how say with the modernization of the world and God going out slowly of the world, Nietzsche actually saw it coming when he said God is dead, mm-hmm. is that when he leaves the world or leaves your life, he was filling a gap that was there. Mm-hmm. And so if you leave him, you'll have to fill the gap somewhere or another. Uh, if you think he's not the way to fill the gap, it's fine. Um, but you, then you need to find something very good to fill that gap, like something better than hedonism. Um, mm-hmm. um, but if you want to continue in Christianity and you have doubts, I mean, I don't know your personal uh, problems, but uh, know that other people probably have those things that it's not easy every day for people in the Western world, for young people uh, to uh, tell that they are Christians and that normal. But that if you don't talk about it, if you don't say I am and actually I'm very serious believing in God, then who's going to say it? Then who's going to say it? And then we're going to look like a very, how to say, inexisting community. There are many people that I know that are Christian. They don't say they are because they don't want to see the bad reactions uh, or strange reactions, like very doubtful, like why are you doing this? It's very strange. So if you're not talking about it, who's going to talk about it? But you should not go out actively trying to convert people. That's not the goal. Like, um, but at least show them that there's another way of doing things. And um, yeah, that's the only thing I would have to say to them. Okay, it's wonderful. Okay, so before we end, do you still have anything that you want to share in the final moment? Uh, that was a great interview. And uh, I hope the podcast uh, becomes like Joe Rogan level. <laughs> Yeah, okay. but uh, thank you for the, the interview, it was nice. Thank you for coming. It's very uh, privileged to invite you before you live. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Okay.